uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to the April edition of our Microsoft Monthly Podcast. As usual, I'm joined by expert guest Tom Arbuthnot from Modality Systems, who takes me through all of the latest news and updates from the last month within Skype for Business and the Microsoft Teams platforms. Have a listen. Good, good morning, Tom. Welcome to the monthly update for April. How, how are you doing this month? Yeah, really good. Yeah, busy month as ever. Um, been it has been around. busy, hasn't it? Yeah, we, we talked, I think we said at the end of the last pod, you know, we're doing this thing monthly, is there going to be stuff to talk about? But at the pace everything's going, it's uh, there's always plenty to talk about, which is good. Uh, well, I know we're on our, our Microsoft-specific channel, but I always like to get your opinion on general general industry news. Uh, and what did you think of the whole, all of the news coming out of the Cisco Collaboration Summit, and now the fact that we've not only got Microsoft Teams, we've now got WebEx Teams? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I mean, like I obviously took the opportunity to make a bunch of jokes on Twitter because that's what you do. Um, uh, and, you know, kind of, you know, Cisco kind of agrees that Microsoft have the better name and, and copies it and all that stuff. Um, and and there's plenty of uh, jokes to be made in our direction, for, you know, from OCS to Link to Skype for Business to Microsoft Teams. So it's all all done in jest. But I, I think really that certainly embracing the WebEx brand is smart from Cisco because Frankly, you know, we didn't see a lot of compete for, from my point of view with Spark. So you'd go into customers and they'd understand WebEx and they'd say they do WebEx and they the WebEx ball, passing the ball. That's a really good metaphor that people get. So that was always the stronger brand. And it feels like Cisco went through a bit of a phase where they were shaking things up for the sake of shaking things up. And evidently that Spark brand, while I think it's quite a nice, you know, funky name, didn't latch on in enterprise and, and webex was still persisting so i think switching back to webex is smart teams i mean feels a little bit copying and derivative to be honest it, obviously you can't copyright a word like teams because it's you know too general so that they from a kind of using it as well point of view it's not a legal issue but it it does i mean obviously they've deliberately drawn that comparison because teams is doing quite well from a brand point of view if a company's now looking at Microsoft Teams on a piece of paper, it looks obvious that they should compare it to WebEx Teams. Whereas before, you wouldn't necessarily jump to the conclusion of, oh, Cisco have an offer too, it's called Spark, we should compare them. So I think it's a tactical move from Cisco um, and we'll see see how it plays out. Yeah, so it's a simplification thing, isn't it? And, and as I said to you on, on Twitter at the time, I don't think they took any of my idea, my ideas of Cisco squads or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I guess for our listeners, I'd encourage them to throw back to um, the, the, the last podcast on this feed, which compared Spark to uh, Microsoft Teams. That that is now you know, that, and a bit more is what the WebEx Teams rebrand is. So if you want an idea of what Cisco are doing in that space then check that out. And obviously, um, UC Today, I've got the, the Cisco podcast feed, and I know there's some good analysis on that as well. Yeah, well, we're waiting for the, the next monthly update uh, on that, which we were going to give a couple of weeks for everything to calm down, and then the next uh, uh, Cisco update w- will occur. But, but we are on the Microsoft channel today, and I know it, it's, been a re- it's been a really busy April. As you said, we were talking about whether there'd be enough new, and there's been absolutely no, loads of stuff. Um, so uh, f- first one up was the... The interoperability with with Skype for Business and five different modes. Yeah, so the, Microsoft have got a bit more public about what their intention is for customers who are either coexisting, where some of their company uses Skype for Business, some of their company uses Microsoft Teams, or planning a transition from 
Sky for Business to Microsoft Teams. So uh, it, it's always been the intent that those two would play together relatively nicely because Skype business is in a lot of customers. Microsoft are keen to allow them to embrace Microsoft Teams. Again, kind of to reiterate on their schedule, there is no push. You, you can stay on Skype business for as long as you want. There's a new server version out at the end of the year. Kind of have to throw those things in because this always sounds like there's a deadline and there's, there's really not. But, you know, Microsoft Teams is getting more and more feature complete. We've got recording, we've got federation coming, we've got unified presence coming. So it's getting to a point where it's, it's getting more credible to either be half and half or to say, actually, we're going to cut over. We're going to, you know, the features that we need are in Teams already. We're going to make a move. So, and I suppose, well, sorry, to, I was just going to say, I suppose, you know, if Microsoft want, which it looks like, everyone to go down the sort of Teams route, they have to open this up, don't they, to enable that, that transition? Yeah, they do. Exactly. It's, it's quite a hard thing to do for any company to change tooling. You know, Microsoft will make it sound relatively easy, but it's the, the cultural shift and buttons being in different places and things working in slightly different ways. That stuff shouldn't be underestimated. And, you know, some of our customers are in the 60,000, 70,000, one's over 200,000 users. Even if it lines up politically and user training wise, that's still a massive time period to get from one platform to the other. Even if you just consider how long it takes for people to update desktops and change devices and push out training content. So that th there's likely to be in many customers a period of coexistence. And, and to that end, Microsoft have kind of outlined five modes, they call them, of, of coexistence and interop. So it, it's quite, quite a nice way to explain it. The, the first mode is island mode. And that's the default. So today, if you have Skype for Business and you download Microsoft Teams, uh, every platform is an island, if you like. So Skype for Business will talk to Skype for Business. Microsoft Teams will talk to Microsoft Teams. If I ring you from Teams, it will ring in your Teams. If I ring you from Skype for Business, it will ring in your Skype for Business. So basically, completely separate platforms, like we're using you know, WhatsApp and we're using AT&T Connect. Like the two will work side by side, but they don't interoperate with each other. And that, that's where you start. And that's a nice place to start because it's not confusing to users. It's like, well, I'm yeah, that's simple for me to understand island mode where they're separate platforms. Yeah. So, so the next kind of step along the journey, if you think you're going to embrace Microsoft Teams more, or maybe the first step if you're a Skype house and you just want to start using Teams. So I have a, a financial company that is solidly on Skype business. They're doing you know compliance recording on it. They have virtual uh, desktop infrastructure. So things that Skype business today is the only thing that will do it. But they're using this second mode called Teams collaboration mode. And that's or Teams collaboration only mode explicitly. And that is basically using Teams as a chat based tool. So using it for teams and channels. So we can have projects in there, um, but not for private chat or direct chat or what we would call in the Skype world instant messaging, not for calling and not for meetings. So it's it's very similar to Slack out of the box. Like we use it for channels, we use it for projects, we maybe use it for files, but we don't use it for direct or instant messaging chat. We don't use it for calling and we don't use it for meetings. Got you. Okay. So so hopefully that makes sense. That's basically a user's very simple like they they have meetings are always in Skype. Instant messaging is always on Skype. My phone calls are always on Skype. I don't get confused. But when I do this new thing where we all chat in a, a chat room or a group or a channel, that lives in Teams. And and I think that will get a bit of traction in, in hardcore Skype customers because 
that's adding a new ability and adding no confusion to the existing experience. So that's quite nice. Um, ne next mode kind of along that journey potentially is adding meetings to Teams. So now I've got my group chat in Teams, but maybe I decide actually I really like the ability that Teams meetings get recorded in the cloud and, and the recording gets automatically loaded to Office 365 Stream. Or maybe I like the ability that people externally can join on Teams pluginless in a web browser. So I decide that I'm going to use Skype for Business for my peer-to-peer -peer phone calls and my internal uh, kind of stuff like that. But actually, I will put my meetings in Microsoft Teams. So when I schedule a meeting, I hit the button in Outlook, it will schedule in Teams and I will join either with the Teams client or people will join in the, in the Teams web browser. Okay, so it, it, it's like it's another step on that transition, adding an additional feature into into the, each mode. Yeah, exactly. And so, so I still have my instant messaging on Skype. I still have my kind of internal stuff on Skype. But whenever I do a meeting, it's on Teams. And what's mode four? So four is where you, uh, or four and five, I guess, are where you make a per user choice. So four is kind of. I'm going to stay Skype for business 100%. I have no interest in using Teams. I will be 100% Skype. So this is a per user choice, not a per company choice. So let's say I go back to my financial. There's there's some users in there that are using virtual desktop infrastructure. Today, Skype for business supports that really well, but Microsoft Teams doesn't yet support that. They're always going to be Teams. Uh, they're always going to be sorry Skype for business users, and that's how they set on their policy. So in that mode, everything they do is on Skype. But if they choose to join a Teams meeting, they'll join via the web browser. So very simple for them. Just like if I'm a full-time Skype for Business user, but I happen to need to join a, a WebEx or whatever it is, I can join that one time in the browser, but I'm, I'm living in Skype for Business. And, and mode five is kind of the opposite. So I'm 100% Microsoft Teams. So in, in this mode, Skype for Business is basically disabled for the user. I do my direct chat, my instant messaging in Microsoft Teams. I do my meetings in Microsoft Teams. I do my phone calls in Microsoft Teams. And, and in these two modes, I have interoperability between the two platforms. So I can have point-to-point -point chat between Microsoft Teams and Skype for Business, and I have point-to-point -point calling and point-to-point -point video. So my Skype users can call my Teams users, and my Teams users can call my Skype users. And, and that that's how you kind of might go slowly from one mode to the other, or depending on your business requirements, you might stay in this kind of what we call coexistence mode for a while, where some people are Skype and some people are Teams. Yeah, and you would have thought that would get quite a lot of traction. So basically, the different modes, it's, it's, I don't know why I keep on thinking of it in terms of a stairs analogy, but it's sort of different steps up the rung with additional features until you get to four and five, where it's, you know, it's, it's one or the other. Yeah, it is. And I, I guess it, 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 it plays out like that when you explain it, but you could equally just choose go to go straight to one mode so for example you could be completely happy with skype for business generally you're doing your phone calls on that but you really like teams for meetings so you jump straight to microsoft teams for text-based collaboration and meetings you, you might be hardcore skype for business you put everybody in skype for business mode and you don't use teams that's a perfectly valid strategy you might be hardcore towards teams and you basically cut people over user by user to go to microsoft teams only mode you live in that interop for a while, but eventually everyone becomes Microsoft Teams. 
the only the only cultural gotcha to kind of think about really and, and dig into i've got a blog post on this if people want to dig in is the interop mode is point to point or person to person so if if you're on microsoft teams and i'm on skype for business and i call you directly there is no interop meeting scenario if we set up a meeting we have to either decide that that person sets it up on microsoft teams and i join their meeting in the web browser or I set it up on Skype for Business and they join using the, the web app or their tray client on Skype for Business. So it's a little bit less slick, whereas if you're native Teams or you're native Microsoft Skype, uh, uh, Skype for Business, that escalation process is, is a little bit slicker because you're starting off on a single platform, you click the meeting button and you just seamlessly escalate to a meeting. Uh, so, right, okay. So there's no, there's no twisting in, in that particular example. But like you said, people can you know, see all the detail on your blog. If, if I've Yeah, yeah, worth checking out, worth understanding. And I, I guess the takeaway is you don't have to go all in from day one. You know, I've got customers that are Skype for business for, you know, their core, but they're starting to just use Teams in collaboration only mode, just taking the advantage of having files and, and group chat and, and getting huge value out of it. So don't feel like you need to make a big cut. Start playing with it in collaboration only mode, get a feel for it. And if, if you're in IT or you're an IT consultant, understanding these different options are quite important to help guide your customers through the kind of transition if this is the route they're going down. Got you. And that was probably the, the main uh, piece of news. And obviously, there's, there's quite a bit of detail in that. But there, there was some other uh, details coming about about Teams and Skype. And uh, I noticed you've put something on here. I think you must have made a typo. Uh, link phone edition? <laughs> yeah. If you can, is this from? If you can cast your mind back far enough. Um, so uh, link phone. I'm not edition. sure my mind existed that far back. Time. Well, yeah, maybe not. Um, no, I think it did. I do remember. For that. me, it definitely did. Um, so link phone edition was the first kind of proper IP phones we had uh, in in the Microsoft world. I mean, there were some there were some options for OCS, but link phone edition when we rebranded in 2010 to link 2010, there were new phones, and those phones were. Um, the software was provided by Microsoft and third parties built the hardware. So Polycom was the, the dominant player there, but there were other people also making phones. So, and, and they are kind of, we had to emphasize this, um, proper IP phones, so not USB devices, but IP phones that plugged into the network, PoE and, and just ran. That those were built obviously quite a long time ago, Link 2010 timeframe. What's happened now is Office 365, you know, due to all this kind of, you know, security issues in the world, and you know, you can just have to look at the news to see how many issues there are. Microsoft Office 365 is taking security incredibly seriously. Um, it's bumping every service up to a higher encryption standard called TLS 1.2. Um, unfortunately, the Link Phone editions we were built a long time ago don't support. TLS 1.2. So as of October 2018, so October this month, when Microsoft make that flip, Link Phone Edition phones won't work with Skype Business Online. So uh, something for listeners to be aware of is if you've got any of these in your environment, they will just not be able to sign in. Um, they are kind of end of mainstream support, so they're you know they've been around for a while. Customers should have been looking at their hardware and their support timelines and be sort of aware. Um, but they will continue to work on Skype Business Server. So this is specifically Skype Business Online. Um, and it's worth just checking out if you've got any in play if you're a Skype Business Online customer.
Absolutely, and like you said, these are these are old pieces of kit. But I know, and, and you know what it's like. That potentially twenty-year-old desk phones are still, you know, sat on a reception desk somewhere. So if it is, it's working, it's going online. Yeah. Absolutely, and 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 yeah, and you can go into the, again. I've got a blog post. You can go into the Office 365 portal and search by device ID and see if you've got any in play. Um, and uh, all the major manufacturers have kind of come to the fore with trading offers. So Plantronics, Jabra, Polycom, Yaling, Audio Codes, all have trading offers of different values and different options. So if you have got some in play. Um, now's a good time to look at those vendors and say, you know, we've got 50 of these, we've got 100 of these, we've got a couple of hundred of these. What can you guys do for us if we want to swap out to Plantronics or Jabra headsets, or we want to go to Polycom, Yaelink, or Audio Codes IP phones? So there are some options out there for you, but you know, October is not far away, so worth getting on top of that. No, or well, no time flies when you're having no fun. I think. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's definitely worth looking at. And there's there's another piece of news: ACP. Yeah, so this is uh, an interesting one. Last month, we talked about how Microsoft are doing direct routing and allowing more carriers to interoperate with their service, specifically for Microsoft Teams. So for Microsoft Teams and for Skype for Business, you can bring your own user phone numbers. My, my favorite carrier is BT. My favorite carrier is Level 3. My favorite carrier is AT&T. I want to bring their service, connect it to Office 365, and have my phone numbers be on Microsoft Teams or Skype Business. And, and generally, it feels like Microsoft are getting more open in that respect. Um, conversely, uh, ACP is audio conferencing provider, and it's, it's a certification from Microsoft to allow third parties to bring their audio conferencing numbers into specifically Skype Business Online. So, so some of the vendors that do this are PGI, who are the parent company of Modality, Intercool, AT&T, BT. At, previously, you could go to them and say, look, I love Skype for Business, but I want your conference phone numbers to connect to it. And they seamlessly connect on the back end. Um, but announced at the start of April is that uh, beginning the 1st of April 2019, so you've got a year for this, Microsoft are stopping that interrupt mode, stopping that certified provider option, which means that if you want dial-in numbers to your Skype for Business conference or dial-in numbers to your Microsoft Teams conference, you will have to get them from Microsoft directly, uh, which is interesting. Uh, Microsoft, to, to give them kind of their dues, that the reasoning is uh, that a single vendor owning that experience is better in terms of support and interoperability and one throat to choke and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's interesting to see how customers are reacting to kind of that lack of ability to choose that actually we really like AT&T, we really like Intercore, we really like PGI, we'd like them to bring those phone numbers. Yeah, that, that's interesting from what, and, and obviously the couple of the things you said there, you know, it does make sense in terms of one vendor managing that in terms of a quality control perspective. But recently, sort of the updates we'd had on the podcast were that things were opening up a bit more, but that seems to be going slightly the other way. Is that because it's a particularly specific service? Yeah, I think so. I think Microsoft has uh, spent a lot of time and money building a global conferencing network of, of dialing numbers. And they believe that you know it's a better experience for them to own the complete service in that respect. And you you can see that argument in terms of conferences. If I have a bad conference, I don't want any finger pointing about well these guys own the phone numbers and we own the VoIP part and that's the issue. So I I can see that reality. But it is interesting at a time when Microsoft generally as a company are getting way more open and way more interoperable um, that they've chosen to take that in house. So we'll we'll see what the customer reaction is as always. 
if this affects you, worth voicing your opinion to Microsoft. Um, but I think generally uh, we'll see most customers head toward using Microsoft for dial-in and maybe bringing their own user phone numbers from their, their favorite carrier. Understood. And like you said, there is, there is a good year on that as well, isn't there? Yep. Um, I think that pretty much covers off the news for the month, unless unless we've missed anything. No, no, I think that's it. I think the big thing is that the, the five modes, I think getting your head around that is a good thing if you're in the Skype business and, and Microsoft Teams world. And, and as you said, uh, we you can get more on your blog, which is Tom's blog, isn't it? Yeah, tomtalks.uk. I, I will definitely be having to look at that because the five modes has slightly confused my, my density. <laughs> yeah, um, it, takes, it takes a while to get your head around, but they're all laid out there. Yeah, a few, a few rehearsals, and I'll, I'll take a look at that. Um, and also, we've we've got there's quite a lot of stuff uh, coming up in May. May, obviously, a busy month. Most importantly, my birthday on the 25th of May. But also, there's a couple of other little things. The UC Expo uh, towards the end of the month. Uh, yeah, yeah, with- really, really looking forward to UC Expo. It's always a good show to to catch up with what all the vendors are doing, and 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 everybody in the industry tends to head to that in London. So I'm, I'm speaking there on uh, Microsoft Teams and be talking more about this interop and doing some, some demos around that. Uh, I'm also on a panel with uh, Microsoft Voss, Polycom and Content and Code, and we're kind of talking about the, the future of communications and, and collaboration. Yeah, so if anyone wants to find out more about that, if you go to the UC Today website, we have an events page which lists all the events and, and the various links and whatever, and you can have a look at attending. But also there's the... The European Collaboration Summit. I don't seem to have had my invite to this, but I'm sure someone from UC today will be will be <laughs> yeah. there as well. Wouldn't it? That's it. That's a nice a nice trip out to Germany. So that's quite a big event. Uh, it's got a, a, a very kind of Microsoft focused event. Loads and loads of MVPs and MCMs and kind of big big faces in the Microsoft community. So it covers the the whole Office 365 stack. And that's May 28th to 30th. If, if you can get out there, it's kind of a community-driven conference as well. So lots of control there over who's presenting the content and getting real good content into that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, I'll be speaking at that as well. Again, kind of Teams and Skype for Business, that is the uh, topic du jour. So looking forward to that one. You are a man in high demand, Tom. Well, you know, got to get got to get these trips in and uh, get out and about seeing people and knowing what's going on. That's, that's what I tell my boss and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I go for. Well, Tom, I, th- I think that's everything for this month. So we will catch up again uh, towards the end of May. I'll pr- in fact, I'll probably speak to you at UC Expo and we'll try and yeah, get some yeah. sort of let's try and Let's try and do something live there maybe and get a feel for because often there's some announcements there. You know, there's, there's different people there. So let's try and catch a, a bit of time there if we can. Brilliant. But for the meantime, Tom, thanks again and I will speak to you soon. Great. Thanks, Patrick. Huge thanks to Tom, as usual, for explaining all the different modes of interoperability for me. That was quite complex. So if you need a definitive examination, check out Tom's blog at tomtalks.uk. We also have some related content on our website. So if you go to uctoday.com and search for Microsoft, you'll find all of the related articles. Also, if you have any questions for Tom at all, don't hesitate to get in touch either via the comments section or LinkedIn and Twitter at UC Today News. But as usual, thanks for listening.